His name is Ish Berry, and this is Berry Media Unrestricted. He explores the city of Houston, looking for people who are not afraid to get unrestricted. Interesting men and women who have an extraordinary journey, doing the kind of things that make great stories to tell for the rest of us. Now get ready for Unrestricted. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to an all-new episode of the Unrestricted Podcast. And I'm honored to have return guests from Season 1, IFBB Pro in both physique and women's bodybuilding, the 2020 uh, women's bodybuilding champion, the Savannah Pro, um, and two-time Olympian uh, in the International Federation of Bodybuilders, Asha Hadley, welcome back. Thanks. Thank Happy you. To be back. <laughs> Thank you. Um, got a new setup here. You have been back to very, this. very nice. <laughs> Thank you. Appreciate you. Very and Thank you for taking time out of your uh, your schedule to be here. I, I can't thank you enough. Um, shout out to Brad for making this happen. <laughs> for reminding me when I had his episode, it's like yeah, I had been off season, man. You know, and, and you know she'd probably come back. I was like, yeah, good yeah, idea. Yeah. I remember it's like, yeah, we're in off season now. Olympia's <laughs> passed and, and gone. So how have you been since um, last what we we had you on the show last August? August. Um, it's been really good. I won the show that I was getting ready for right before. Um, the uh, Savannah Pro, the right? The Savannah Pro, yeah, right. When I was on your podcast, I had that show shortly after. So with that win, I qualified for the Olympia 2020. Yep. So went back into prep, got ready for the Olympia, did the Olympia last December. It was mid-December. Mm-hmm. Um, placed seventh in that one. So I was pretty happy it with that. Good. We're top yeah. ten in the, in the world. In the, world yeah. you got the entire planet. Can't complain about that. Not at all. <laughs> So um, with the pandemic and all of the show schedules, Olympia was later than usual because mm-hmm. usually it's in September. Yeah. Um, so having it in December, you know, you really don't get a lot of downtime before you get into prep. Most people start prepping the beginning of the next year. Gotcha. Um, so I got in, jumped into prep um, around mid-January, late January. Okay. And had my sights set on a couple shows for the 2021 season. Okay. And uh, what shows were they for the 2021 season you had sights on? So for 2021, I was going to get ready for the Norfolk Pro, which I believe was in July. Sounds about right. Yeah, it's definitely a summer show. Um, and I had put in my application for an invitation for the Rising Phoenix, the Wings of Strength yeah. World Championship. Yeah. Um, so I got accepted to the Rising Phoenix, um, prep was not going how it should have. Having the short break, my body was not happy with me. Yeah. So I could not, or I decided not to do the Norfolk show and pushed out prep till the Rising Phoenix. Okay, smart move. You don't want to argue with your body and in bodybuilding, you, <laughs> you don't want to, you know, go on stage with a package that's not up the park. Yeah, nice. definitely. That's, that's totally definitely. understandable. So let's rewind back a little bit to um, last year. So what was it like getting back on stage? Because you're, and this is what we were talking about in the last episode, and I'll put the links in the description for people who didn't catch the episode last year. The Savannah Pro last September, that was your 
unretirement party, <laughs> if you will, <laughs> as your first show yep. in a couple of years and, and coming out of retirement and then placing first, just bam, round the game. I'm so proud of you. Thank you. You're welcome. So what what was that like, coming out of retirement, getting back on stage and then taking first place in a major show like that? It was, it was pretty fun. Um, I had taken four years off, mm -hmm. so... The last time I was on stage before that was 2016, the Olympia that year. Gotcha, okay. Um, that's when you was physique too. Yes, right? yeah. yeah. So in, folks, yeah. in that time, or I guess when I started prepping for Savannah, I decided to make the switch to women's bodybuilding. So <clears throat> it was kind of scary, mm -hmm. I guess. I felt like I wasn't gonna, or I didn't fit in with women's bodybuilding. Like I wasn't gonna be big enough or have enough muscle. Gotcha. Um, but decided to give it a try, and I guess I was I was good, big good idea. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the judges said first place, <laughs> and, yeah, and I remember looking at the um, the the posing routine. Like your posing routine was was awesome. Like it's very I don't know why I expected like rock and roll music from you or something. <laughs> I don't know why, but I was very eloquent. You're you're transitioning from you know showcasing one body part to the other was just so smooth it was like watching um i guess like me being like a videographer if i'm if i'm editing and i want to make sure the transitions mm -hmm. you know are right yeah. from a to b you know it's like that flow you had transitioning like that that Thank was you. dope so dope to you and your posing coach thanks thanks You're quite welcome so after Savannah, what did the, even though you got first place, and you, knowing you, you probably still got feedback from the judges, right? What did they say from the ass? Um, overall size is what I needed. Mm -hmm. I actually spent my retirement trying to lose muscle. Yeah. Because it's hard to carry around this much muscle I if you're not to going too, to, yeah. <laughs> you know, showcase it on it stage. For a right. yeah. So I had intentionally lost a good amount of muscle that I did have when I was competing in physique. So it's, it was kind of playing catch up and I'm okay. still playing catch up now um, with certain body parts to get up to, you know, the women's bodybuilding standards. Gotcha. Okay. Okay. And then after Savannah, Savannah, September, Olympia's December, how much time did you take off in between before you start prepping for uh, the Olympia? Um, it wasn't very long. Uh, you could probably get you know, a week or two to... I was afraid you was going to say that. Just to eat a couple things <laughs> and then it's right back get, on get track. Get your T-bone on steak, get some yeah. donuts, and then up, back at it. Yes, yeah. Wow, yes. damn. Okay, so from... So from October, just be from October to December, you're in prep. Mm-hmm. Golly, what... And I don't know, to, to me, just being an average person, a fan of sport, that seems like a long time to be on strict diet, your exercise regimen, excuse me, you know, taking off your supplements, getting enough sleep. Mm -hmm. And a lot of people don't know about you, you know, you still work a nine to five job. Yeah, yeah kind of. Okay, okay, yeah. <laughs> so, you know, you got, you got obligations and stuff. So, what, I mean, does that drive you mad? What is, what is that like? It was, last year was definitely a challenge because it was almost 12 months of prep. Most people spend... Damn, okay you know, a couple months, three to four months Most, in prep. Yeah. If you qualify for Olympia, that's another couple months, depending on when you um, qualify initially. So it's not the whole year. Okay, yeah. I literally spent the whole year in prep. So Damn. I kind of liken it to running a marathon. You know, mm. you 
start anybody who's run a marathon or experienced what it's like yeah you know you start and you're like gung-ho and then somewhere in the middle you're like oh shit <laughs> you start to get tired and that's when the mental aspect has to come into play yeah you've got to really tell yourself you got to keep going you got to keep going yeah. you know your body's gonna go yeah but mentally that was the most challenging part that and brad was sick of me <laughs> on a diet because we couldn't eat out or anything. Oh yeah, the grill master himself. It's like, oh, I can't grill. God damn it. And that's in the middle of October to December. That's that's prime college football season. That's, yeah. I mean, that's there was there was no there was no Thanksgiving. Oh, I didn't there was no that. birthday Goodness. cake for my birthday. There was no Halloween candy last year. It was oh, it was pretty rough. Man. Yeah, and Brad's birthday is mm -hmm. uh, October, October, right before yeah. mine. Yeah, so. I didn't even get him a cake. <laughs> Man, oh, that I mean, was I the worst. That was like misery loves company. <laughs> I, I only help him to get. I mean, not saying he's in bad shape. It's like I might as well get fit too. Screw it, you know. Just <laughs> wow. Okay, so then December the Olympia comes is in your home state of Florida. Mm -hmm. Um, and I don't care what you and Brad say, I, I call conspiracy. I think you guys had something to do with that. Getting the IFBB to host the <laughs> in Florida. I'm sorry. So, I like, it was a great location. Yeah. Um, they had it again this, or, yeah, this year, this last year. year. Um, it's, it's really nice. I, I kind of wish they would keep it there. I've heard a lot of great things. Um, I didn't get to go this year or last year, but... Just from seeing, you know, like, there's a lot of YouTubers that cover the Olympia and stuff I watch and competitors. And it's like people, I almost want to say people liked it in Florida more so than Vegas. Because I heard about the location previous years in Vegas is not exactly on the strip. And mm -hmm. it's, it's a whole inconvenience and everything. Yeah. <laughs> and even I was thinking about my buddy um, that lives in Vegas. And, you know, he was, I told him, you know, his host at the New Orleans. And he was like... That's not quite on the strip, you know, because he right, goes there right. now and he, you know, knows the layout and everything. And he's like, "Huh, that's not a big organization." I was like, "Hey, I, you know, yeah, that's, was... you know, it's, it's." But yeah, I'm surprised they don't keep it in in uh, Florida. So um, I think it has to do with the size of the uh, venue. Ah, that too. Yeah, because it's, it's all about money. You got more seats to put in yeah. and to sell tickets and to make money and profit and pay the athletes and everything. That makes sense at the end of the day. Yeah. But was there a point in time, if you could tell me this, last year where the Olympia was not going to happen? Because I'm sure the Federation was like in constant contact with all the athletes. Like, hey, we're trying this, but yeah. this don't work out playing A, B, and C. Can you tell, tell me about that? Um, I don't really know a lot of the details. I know that it was like a last-minute switch. Oh, damn. Okay. Because it was intended to be in Vegas and I think they were shutting things mm -hmm. or re-shutting things down in Vegas. Yeah. I think Vegas went through like two um, shut lockdowns. Yeah and they were not gonna have that or allow you know a, a crowd basically yeah. and you can't really have the Olympia without nah. a crowd or the fans yeah. or anything like that the expo. Yeah. So I think that Florida you know popped up and that was Hey, we want your business. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just following these guidelines, you know. Hey, we, well, Florida had been very open, yeah, all throughout the pandemic. Absolutely, so, yeah. you know, not as many restrictions there. That's good. I'm, I'm glad to see it happen because um, I had a buddy of mine. He was on his way last year to the Arnold. Like he lives mm -hmm. in Canada, so he's literally on a flight. 
and they made a decision to cancel. He's just like, what in the F? <laughs> I was like, dude, I'm so sorry. <laughs> I, I could imagine what it's like on a plane in here. I think he was actually in the middle of a of a layover, like in Toronto or something. And uh, that's they got the word. He had to fly back. And, right back home. And, you know, watching the coverage of last year's Arnold, and, and I've been to two Arnolds just, you know, as a fan. It's mm-hmm. like, it's not the same without no sport, right. no fan based sport is not the same without not fans. It's yeah. like look at college football last year with you know, they had a couple of fans, but you know, big schools like LSU and your Florida Gators like having yeah. just a band there, that's not gonna cut it, you know. <laughs> <laughs> and maybe five hundred people like yeah. nah, that's that's not the same, no. But um I'm glad to to, to see it happen. So were you nervous? Once you got back on the Olympia stage again, especially switching over to to bodybuilding, yeah, for bodybuilding for physique, I was not nervous. Um, it's I felt it felt kind of surreal. I felt really humbled because that was the first year that bodybuilding was back. That's true. I forgot about that. Yeah, you're in that first class mm-hmm. of it being back from however many years it was good gone. I lost yeah. track now. Yeah. Um, so it was, it was a really great feeling at that time, supposedly Iris was going to compete and I, I was like, <laughs> I even stand next to Iris Kyle. It's like, oh, the plot thickens. Am I going to beat her? You know, I was like, who can beat her? Um, but she unfortunately had to pull out of the show at the last minute. So it was just, you know, the girls that I was used yeah. to seeing and being around, um, but it was still, it's still kind of an intimidating stage to be on. But once you're on the stage, it's probably one of the best, most fulfilling feelings that I've had. I bet. Uh, I bet. Especially for like the hardcore female bodybuilding fans that were fortunate to make it out there. And then you factor in too, because they also did the pay-per-view live stream. Mm-hmm. Too, so you got, God knows how many people, you know, at home watching it and tweeting about it. And, you know, you're real active on social media. So I'm sure you got all these kind of pings and stuff mm-hmm. once the contest was over and people sending screenshots or whatever. And that, um, and I couldn't imagine what that's like being that first class back and then just being on, you know, I mean, regardless of what sport you're in, you, you, I, I don't know. I, I just, I'm, I'm not an athlete by any means, but I'm still, I have a competitive personality mm-hmm. and spirit. So it's like, no matter what I do, I want to be the best, right. you know, or yep. strive to be the best. So yep. if you're an athlete, you, you know, you want to be in Olympia if you're a bodybuilder. You want to be in a Super Bowl if you're football. You want to be in the college football playoff if you're a college uh, football star. Mm-hmm. You know, you, that's that should be the goal for you, your team, your coaches, the, you know, everybody. Yeah, <laughs> if exactly. not, then it's like, whoa. Why are you here? Here, yeah. I mean, yeah. <laughs> you just get a couple of friends and just <laughs> hang out and play sports or whatever, you know. But uh, no, that's that's dope. So, what feedback did you get from the the judges at the Olympia? And for the fans to know, people listening, you placed seventh the Olympia, mm-hmm. like you said earlier. So yeah. again, that's kudos to you. Thanks. Top ten on the face of this earth. That's yeah. dope. So um, and going back, yeah, what did the the judges tell you? Feedback was again a little bit more muscle. Um, in particular, my lats, or bringing my lats lower. Okay. Um, I'm a lot taller than a lot of the other competitors. There's probably no, like the tallest, right? I or, think Monique's pretty tall too. That's right. She is. Um, I think she's five nine or eight. Somewhere. So she and I, and maybe one other girl, are you know above five five. Yeah. 
So the taller you are, the harder it is to it show off this more. muscle. Yeah. yeah. Um, and like I said before, I had spent four years trying to bring down my muscle. So it was just, you know, all about building everything bigger gotcha. for the next season. I bet your body is like, what in the hell is going on? <laughs> you start just like, oh, we've been breaking down this muscle for four years and now, hold on, yeah. you're adding protein, you're adding carbs, what the f It's like, damn. <laughs> well, we're training, we're lifting heavy today? Yeah, what? exactly. <laughs> no, okay. And so after the Olympia, when when was off season for you? Um, so right after the Olympia, that was mid-December. Mid-December, yeah. Um, so the end of December through pretty much the beginning to mid-January, I was off. Okay. Um, but still training and stuff okay. like that. Um, and then I got back into prep, you know, mid-January, February. Dang, okay, wow, okay. So, anything interesting happened during, you know, when you started back prep? Because um, you changed, was that around the time you, you switched uh, trainers, switched coaches? I switched coaches around, I believe it was May. Okay, okay. Um, so, so, I had been in prep with Shelby, my previous coach, for a couple months. Okay. And, um, you know, progress was, wasn't happening. Okay. And... It can happen for a number of reasons, mm -hmm. you know, methods are just not working anymore. You gotta, the body likes to adapt. True, yeah. So once you know, you've uh, done something for so long in a certain way, the results are just not gonna be as dramatic. Gotcha. Um, so we decided to mutually split ways because mm -hmm. he said I wasn't gonna be ready for um, Norfolk at the okay. time because that was that about- was July-ish. Yeah, that would have been about 10 to eight weeks out okay. from that show. Um, and then I was on the hunt for another coach. I actually, you know, I actually was going to just give up the oh, season because nah. he told me I needed time off, yeah. which I probably did. I did. Yeah, that's, that's fair. That's, yeah, that's a fair assessment. Um, and Brad was like, no. <laughs> <laughs> <My man>. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, we're, we're going to do it. We're going to make it work. Uh -huh. And while I was like sobbing for about two days, mm -hmm. He was messaging people, trying to find somebody to help me out um, or coach me yeah. into the rest of the season. So we eventually got with Trey, and he got me ready. Okay, dope. Yeah, he does some work. I guess, like I told you off air, I, I follow him. He follows me back. He's actually, you know, he periodically likes my um, the photography stuff I do on the photography base. So shout out to Dr. <laughs> Trey Hodge out there. Um, <clears throat> we may disagree on college football, but <laughs> but <laughs> he's a hell of a trainer. <laughs> um, so what did he do um, to get you prepared for um, the Rising Phoenix was your next show, right? Yeah, uh -huh. yeah. So I about the time I decided or I was gonna you know give up my season, mm -hmm. I got mm -hmm. my acceptance or invitation to the Rising Phoenix. And for those who don't know, the Rising Phoenix is put on by Wings of Strength, who pretty much. Um, bodybuilding now? Resurrected <laughs> women's bodybuilding. Um, they play a big part in the Olympia. They do a lot of promotional things. Um, I became an ambassador for them too that this year. So congratulations on that. Thank you. That was an invitation I could not turn down. Oh, absolutely not. <laughs> um, so I really had to get my shit together, you yeah. know, to get ready for that show. It was going to be in September, so that gave me a whole another ten to twelve weeks to really prep. prep yeah and he got in you know gave me new workouts new cardio routines new diet um 
and stuff started coming together. Okay. Yeah, because actually, um, <laughs> my friend is usually here blue. She had, um, she had made a, she had sent me a text, and I want to say, well, going a little bit before here, this was before, no, this is around that time. Yeah, she sent me a text. She was like, hey, and she pulled a picture from your, from your, um, your Instagram. She's like, is it just me or is Asha getting bigger? And I was like, they should just did an interview with Fit Rockstar. And so, <laughs> yeah, and they're looking at the pictures and stuff, even just in, you know, regular clothes and her and Brad. I was like, yeah, I was like, that's the name of the game is bodybuilding, <laughs> not body slimming. <laughs> but, nah, it, it's fabulous because I just sit back and just noticing on social, I was like, okay, yeah, I see. I mean, you've always had great traps. I was like, okay, traps are looking more pronounced. Mm -hmm. Arms are, are, are bigger, you know, lower body, quad stuff. It's like, okay, yeah, it's, it's, it's coming together nicely. So, I mean, wait, um, the Rising Feast, that's in Utah, right? It's in Phoenix. Phoenix, okay, Phoenix, Arizona. Okay, I knew one. Or Scottsdale. Okay. So, um, what was that experience like heading over to, um, and you was also, now, did you go there as a competitor or did you also was an ambassador there or did they hit you up about the ambassador thing afterwards? Um, so I became an ambassador before that. Okay. Um, and I, I did an appearance at the Omaha Pro. Okay. Yeah, I remember um, that. Yeah. But I went to Phoenix as a competitor. Yeah. Okay. So that cool. was, it was really good. They, Wings of Strength really treats us well. That's great. Um, I'm glad to As competitors, that. they take really good care of us. Um, so with all of that, you know, they give us hair, makeup, oh, photo shoots, okay. all of that stuff. Um. And then, of course, the stage experience is really good, too. Nice. Okay. So what did you place at um, the Rising Phoenix? So I officially placed sixth. Okay. If you look at the scorecard, I tied for fifth place. Okay. Um, but with the tiebreaker, I, it bumped me down to sixth. So what, the, what the heck was the tiebreaker? Like, <laughs> As I understand, it wasn't a pose down. Um, as I understand, it boils down to previous points that you have or okay. um, how you did in previous shows that year. Since I had not competed, ah, that okay. kind of went against me. The girl that who did sucks. take fifth, um, I believe she won the New York Pro. Okay. So um, she obviously had you know a show up on yeah, her. Yeah, okay. Wow, I didn't know it was like that, but... I don't think points ties happen very often, so that, yeah, that's true too. I don't, I don't think so. So you probably didn't know. Despite not actual plan for yeah. it per se, so it's like, ah, oh, we gotta do something. Mm -hmm. Okay, okay, flip well, a coin. Yeah, <laughs> flip a coin, or, or I mean, I, I don't know. But I'm happy. Is. I mean, okay. again, another top ten, ten. placing oh, yeah. in the world, world. So absolutely, absolutely. I mean, I, me personally, I just kind of hate ties. I was like, look, mm -hmm. okay, get to two fifth place. They're about to have a pose down. Screw it. <laughs> just, okay. Okay, we'll give it to such and such. You know what I'm saying? And I never would have known because they didn't announce it like that. They just said sixth place, Asha, fifth place, Leah. Oh, okay. But Brad looked at the scorecard. <laughs> <laughs> People can't see me. I was out my water. It's like, I'm not surprised. Brad's going over the numbers. He's like, like, wait a minute. I was like, wait a goddamn minute. What the hell? <laughs> <laughs> wow okay so what did, you, what did the judges say for you at uh, Rising Phoenix um, with Rising Phoenix I think my conditioning wasn't as good because of my tumultuous year this year Yeah. Um, so conditioning um, could have been a little bit better 
Um, it was mentally, I think, I, I just didn't have it. Gotcha. Um, yeah. I was pretty tired at that point. So I was like, let's get on stage. Let's look you presentable. Yeah. <laughs> um, you know, do, do your best. So mm -hmm. like everything was just kind of off for that show for me, for my standards, posing, suit, everything was like, for me, subpar. Gotcha, okay. Um, so, you know, with the judges kind of noticed things with the suit as well, so. If I may ask, what was wrong with the suit? Um, it, like the bottom didn't fit as okay. well as it should have. Um, I have a suit sponsor. Mm -hmm. um, so, you know, getting with her and making sure that my suit is you know the way yeah. it should be i wasn't really doing that you know okay. following up on those things because i was especially so because correct me if i'm, I'm sorry to you, but correct me if I'm wrong but during that time you actually you're working your butt off no pun intended on growing your hamstrings quads mm -hmm. glutes and everything so it's taking yeah, those it's, measurements and getting them over to her so she can make you know do whatever she need to do on a needle and thread yeah okay. it's 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 really weird because you you know decide on this suit and you're literally like shrinking yeah as you need a suit so for uh, them it's yeah. kind of hard to kind of figure out you know i could imagine a properly sized suit you know once you're dehydrated and stage ready because on stage oh, i'm right. like 10 pounds lighter than i am when i fly in for a show so i didn't think about that that's right damn suit makers do got it hard man that's right yeah because yeah and, and let's talk about that briefly so the day of a show mm -hmm. What is it you go through? Exactly. <laughs> Ooh. Um, <clears throat> so I'll start kind of like 48 hours out. Sure, yeah. Um, getting your meals on time. Usually meals are a little bit altered. Okay. Um, they take stuff away. They add stuff. <clears throat> Certain things, they don't want you gassy. So there's yeah. no usually no, no vegetables. Yeah, or no It's just, you know, plain chicken and rice or rice cakes. Whatever type of carb, you know, the athlete responds okay. to. Um, there's usually salt man manipulation because okay. that helps you dry out. So gotcha. at certain points, coach will pull salt out of a meal. So I travel with my food. Mm -hmm. So I usually ask ahead of time, you know, do I need salt-free chicken or salt-free rice? And okay. I'll make that and, and take it with me. Gotcha. Um, so there's usually a day of salt-free eating. Um, then there's usually something to kind of fill you up again. So you, okay. again, you get salt again. Yeah. <laughs> Why is playing with the body? <laughs> it works. Yeah, yeah. It always works. it works, yeah. And then um, show day uh, for the women, it's getting up early, getting hair and makeup done. Oh, yeah. They have makeup artists there. So you set up your appointment. You're usually up at like 4, 3 or 4 o'clock. Oh, damn. Wow, yeah. okay. I mean, it's like before you gotta get a good night's rest if you can. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Usually you're tired anyway. So. That's true. Yeah. Um, and then just waiting to get on stage. You throw your suit on, put on your number, and. Damn. So what's the waiting game like? Because I mean, uh, I mean, you know, I focus more on like the women's stuff, but people got always like you got all these different categories with mm -hmm. the women's side. You got a ton of categories now with the men's side, and then you just back there, just waiting for waiting. your category yeah. to come up and then your number so like what's the longest you've ever you've ever waited Ooh, i think last year's olympia was probably one of the longest between like pre-judging and finals okay um because it just depends on how long the judges are going to take to judge the categories oh, before too. yeah 
So usually prejudging that goes quickly. Okay. Um, but it it can be a couple of hours. It can Damn. you you're always trying to find out because you've got to time food oh, properly. Right, yeah. um, you know to, to carb up or yeah. yeah. So and of course you gotta you know backstage too. You also gotta pump so it's up. like you don't want <clears> to <throat> pump up too early. And it wears off and right. you know yeah. yeah. You don't want to do it at the wrong time because you could be on stage and not little pump that it hits you yeah. afterwards. It's like goddamn you know. <laughs> nah okay I, that, that makes sense okay. And so then what happened for you after um, the uh, Rising, Rising Phoenix? Rising Phoenix. Mm -hmm. um, so that officially ended my season. Um, since I didn't qualify for the Olympia, I was, Damn, I hate to hear that. Shit, I was kind of happy because I thought Brad, <laughs> again, I'm sitting was here sad. Kill me. Like, he like, <laughs> screw that, dude. I'm happy. This is sad for me. Um, <laughs> I needed the break after this Fair year. Enough. So I, I ate a pack of Oreos and... <laughs> We uh, hit the casino because it's at a casino resort. Yeah. Um, Brad has family there, so we okay. spent some time with them and ate another pack of Oreos on the plane. Home. <laughs> I mean, just sitting there, I could eat whatever I want. Good luck to you, girls. <laughs> I bought a bottle of milk at the airport uh -huh. and sat on the plane like a big kid. <laughs> my milk and Oreos. That's, that's right. <laughs> oh man. Okay. That's that's dope. So. Is your is it safe to say that like your your overall goal is just to um, to just add on? Are you trying to just add on more size overall, or just in certain areas? Uh, pretty much overall. Okay. Um, I guess we as bodybuilders we always want to get bigger. bigger yeah. Um, and I I don't feel I'm at the point where I can get too big. Yeah. Um, I get fortunate you're tall. So, right. Yeah, so uh, being yeah. like I said before, being tall. A lot of time don't look as muscular. Everything's more stretched out. Yeah. Um, so now the game is, you know, spend the off season putting on as much size as I can pack on. Damn. Okay. So what do you know right now? What's going to be your next show, or at least like a time frame when you want to get back on stage? I don't know. Um, originally, the the schedule hasn't come out yet for the That's show, right. the twenty twenty one shows. Um, so originally I thought maybe something um, during the summer, but they announced that Olympia is going to be in December again. Yeah, yeah, I heard which that. I'm I'm not happy with because um, <laughs> that means dieting through your holiday, holiday and Thanksgiving. Yeah. And so Damn, possibly we were thinking something early so I could kind of take a break during the year. Yeah. Um, or something you know later, closer to Olympia, just. It depends. Okay. A lot of variables. That's right. Yeah, because yeah, no, don't. Yeah, the only thing that they have announced is the Olympia. That's mm -hmm. the. That's the only one. Yeah. yeah I already had my boy in Vegas. It's like, dude, I'm coming. Like, it's gonna be at the Planet Hollywood, I think this yeah, year. Yeah, so. yeah, I heard that. Yeah, and I think that's off the strip, right? I, I believe think, so. Yeah. yeah. So I'll be out there next year. Just, just have my camera in hand and <laughs> a podcast equipment. <laughs> Make sure I get me a media pass. <laughs> The, um, going back to the size thing, like, is there a, an actual number that you're looking for? You're just saying, screw it, however big I get, it's however big I get before my next show. Um, so Coach wants me to get up to, I've seen 205 all the way up to 215. Dang, okay. Yeah. Wow, that's a lot of gator. Yes. 
Even I'm like, oh man, I have to buy some stretchy clothes because you're five seven, seven right? Yeah. Okay, five seven with, with with just barefoot. Okay, yeah. and um, so last year, for my basket, what was your um, what was your weight then? Um, stage like weight was just under one seventy. Okay, I figured. Um, off season weight, I was I had gotten up to two hundred, and then started coming down from there. So. Right now, again, I'm on my way back yeah. up. I'm okay. like 196 now. Okay. 195. Um, yeah. So I've got a little ways to go. Gotcha. So I want to go back to something you said interesting earlier. Carrying that much muscle, how difficult is that? It's because you just said that you were in the 200s during the off season last mm -hmm. year, and you know people don't realize for those who don't live in Texas and particularly Houston, we have humidity here, <laughs> and just walking around. You know, you walking out with your dogs can be just yep. a, a, a pain, you know. So walking around with 200 pounds of muscle, standing at 5'7", just, you know, going to your car, whatever. Like, what what is it like walking around with that much muscle? Um, I think the hardest thing is it's how quickly your size changes. Mm -hmm. You go up and down yeah. in a year, and most people don't put on or take, up, take off that much weight. Yeah. So... Again, on stage, I was 168, I think. Okay. And then it's September, October, November. Three months later, I've, I've increased by 30 pounds. Wow. So I'm, I'm like carrying around an extra small person. <laughs> yeah. Um, and getting used to that, you know, your body kind of feels it. Like yeah. you walk differently. Um, my friend was making fun of me because we went on vacation. I'm trying to put on my backpack and it's... You got extra lats yeah, and delts, yes. <laughs> and you go to put on something that you wore a couple months ago, and it's like it's not yeah. quite fitting. Yeah. So, it's it's challenging for logistical reasons. Of course, yeah. Um, and then like your joints feel a little different too, because okay. because they're they're carrying around you that much, much weight. weight. Yeah. Um, and then for me, my mobility kind of decreases. Um, so it's it's just a lot of adjusting. Wow. <laughs> Hey! Wow, that's hey. Kudos to you. You, you look good doing it. You look good <laughs> doing it. I, I mean, just me as a as a fan. I'm a fan of like and, and guests living in the South, living in Texas. Just bigger is better. So mm. <laughs> it's like I'm more bigger instead. Look both on the male and female side of a, a bodybuilding and just just a sports period. Um, <clears throat> and, I mean, and you know, you you're a nutrition a nutritionist. Yes. So. That's also mean like your clothes too. You work in a professional environment. You mm -hmm. basically, you know, you're basically business casual. So, like, you have to have a special tailor. You got to get anything tailored. Like. No, it's it's a lot of you know sleeveless things, so okay. you don't have to fit your your biceps. And mm -hmm. I cannot wear any women's blouses. Um, I have a whole bunch of really nice blouses that I put them on, and it's like gotcha. squeezing my arms. Um, so it's a lot of stretchy stuff. Um, stretchy pants. Okay. So yeah. basically stretchy clothes. Anything with spandex in it. Gotcha. You remind me of um, my girlfriend was just talking about the other day because she has big arms. And she she has naturally she doesn't work out. She has naturally has muscular mm -hmm. arms. And she told me the other day she's like, "Damn, I bought this shirt. I had to give it to my sister." And I'm like, "Why? My arms are too big." I was like, "Oh." And um, actually, she's a fan of yours. I had showed her the podcast from last year, mm -hmm. and I was like, "Imagine if you was a bodybuilder. Like, I'm trying to do that brand thing, like." <laughs> Might want to compete, you know, like you would definitely have some arms. You would have to train arms every day. Yeah. Right. 
Yeah, okay, yeah. And I never noticed that, too, because most female bodybuilders, just in regular clothes, don't wear Yeah, you don't sleeves. see us yeah. dressed in just, dress clothes. Huh, that makes sense. I mean, damn, just, <laughs> it just hit me. Oh, man. Um, what are your thoughts on the uh, IFBB moving the uh, Olympia back to Vegas? I mean, if it was up to you or you had any... You know, anybody's ear you could whisper to, would you keep it in Orlando or would you say, okay, it's time to go back to Vegas? Or? I really liked it in Orlando. Um, I don't know if it's a bias thing since I'm a Floridian. <laughs> yeah. um, I spent, we spent a lot of time in Orlando growing up with, you know, Disney and Universal course, yeah. and stuff like that. Um, the venue was great. It was, the hotel was really nice. Um, attached to the convention center, which had the expo and the show. That's dope. Um, so all of it was, you know, in pretty much one spot. Um, so you had everybody there. Okay. That's versus, dope. you know, in, in Vegas, it was at the Orleans, which was kind of back in the cut. Yeah. Um, they still had their theater there, but it was not as great. Gotcha. Yeah, no, that, that's what I've heard. That's, that's what I've heard people tell me is like, yeah, and because I've I've been to two Arnold Classics, and, mm -hmm. and I've actually, um, I don't want to name her, but I'll tell you off air. But someone, a very prominent female bodybuilder, tells like she, she says she actually prefers the Arnold Classic than the Olympia. <laughs> and I was like, oh, wow. She was like, no, you picked the first, you know, the right mm -hmm. first one to go to far as a major. Yeah. Show. And I was like, okay, and I've just been hooked on Arnold ever since. Yeah, and the Olympia Expo was way across town from where the athletes were staying and the show was. That so that was sucks. at the convention, the Expo was at the convention center. Yeah. And sometimes they would have, like, certain things on stage there. I think, yeah. like, the Women's Physique Showdown was there. Because um, they wouldn't put them on the main stage at that time. Wow. And everything else was back at the Orleans. That's crazy. So again, in Florida, having everything basically under one, under one roof yeah. was a lot nicer. Yeah, <laughs> people liked make, it. yeah, and that makes sense just for just for anything, mm -hmm. you know, just uh, uh, to uh, to each his own. <laughs> but we'll see how it goes, yeah. you know, for twenty twenty two. Jake Wood, who also owns Wings of Strength, bought the Olympia. Yeah. He's been doing a really great job with it, although it's been in Florida for the past two years. But oh, yeah. I expect it to be top-notch again when oh, of it's course, yeah. back in Vegas. Yeah, so far anything he's done I've noticed is like he once he bought the Olympia and put his his foot in the world of bodybuilding, mm -hmm. it's just it's like it's taking a, a, a total 360. It's like, yeah. I won't be like him when I grow up. <laughs> like, you bought a whole sports league, dude. Like, you just, you bought the Super Bowl of bodybuilding yep, yep. and the magazines and stuff yep, to go with yeah. it. Like, everything was under that one. And I was like, golly. Yeah. Man, it's like the freaking, like the Elon Musk of, uh, of bodybuilding. <laughs> bodybuilding. <laughs> basically. <laughs> You know, he has all these good ideas. You know, mm -hmm. I, I read a lot of good ideas of changing things. He wants to hear athletes' input. He wants to hear yeah. your fans, spectators' input. You know, he's taking a lot of things, you know, seriously and whatnot. So that's um, um, that that's that's terrific. Um, so as we're recording this on November 3rd, Halloween just passed. That's one of your favorite holidays or besides that Naper Fools, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, how, so how, I got to ask you, how was your Halloween? 
It was pretty good. Um, we gave out candy. Okay. Decorated the house. Yeah. You know, I did that time. pumpkin with the moving eyes. That was that was dope. I was like, damn, that. That was my, my new acquisition for the <laughs> Halloween display. Those poor children <laughs> going up and down. I was like, the oh, no, we're not going to these people's house. No. No, indeed not. Wow. Uh, so what were you? Did you dress up this year for Halloween? I ain't no, seen I didn't pictures. dress okay. up. Did Brad dress up? He's, okay. He was what? We were watching the Astros game. Giving oh, out, yeah, of course. Giving out candy. That, good, yeah. Um, you know what? I'm... That's right. Today's the day after uh, the World Series. You know, I want to be a good sport. Congrats to Atlanta. Congratulations to any Atlanta fans that are out there. But Astros got to work on pitching, man. Yeah. I was yeah. like, God. That's wait. that's definitely their Achilles heel. I think is starting yeah. pitchers, and the bullpen's gotten a little better. I think, but I think starting pitching needs yeah maybe maturity. I don't know because I think Framber and got rattled. Yeah. Um, and who else was it? Garcia. So, yeah. Last yeah. night was definitely rattled. Yeah, I, I was expecting. That's why I'm here with the clean shaved fist. I actually made a bet. It's like, Astros <laughs> don't win. You know, I'm keep my beard, you shave yours to one of my U of H buddies. He's like, okay, well, you got to shave your beard if they lose. And, you know, I, I was in disbelief. I was like, dang, they still didn't. I was like, all right, I got this one. <laughs> Shane took a selfie and sent it to him. <laughs> but, you know, it is what it is. Um, I, I just hope in this offseason they keep Carlos Correa. Like, don't let him go. You've already let go. Two guys, in my opinion, they should have kept. They should have kept Springer. Mm -hmm. They should have kept Dallas Keuchel. Mm. Um, I, I know Dallas was having some injuries, but... I think they should have kept Morton yeah. a while ago. Yeah. Definitely. So. I think they need to let go of possibly Grinky and definitely Verlander. I was thinking about Verlander... Saturday, I was like, he he just kind of needs to retire. I mean, I'm not I'm not trying to talk down on the man, you know, but you know he's been in MLB for a long. Now he, you know, his age is kind of showing with all the injuries. And baseball yeah. is a very very physical sport, mm -hmm. especially when you're a pitcher. Yeah. And he, you know, it's like, man, you paid your dues tenfold. You got us a championship. Like, just kind of, yeah. you know, just kind of go off in the sunset. You know, we'll have a. Astros night for you, you know, like, you know, and yeah, yeah, Verlander, he, he, he and I, I don't want to see him go to that team that's like, dude, you, you don't need to go, you just need to retire, yeah. enjoy your family, go on a couple of vacations or something, <laughs> and be a coach, you know, or something, you know. I heard we need a pitching coach now, so. I saw that on the news this morning, yeah, pitching coach stepped down, so, yeah, Verlander could be, he got experience. It's true. Yeah. It's very true. You got world experience. Can't go wrong. But, uh, they're keeping Dusty Baker, which I think that's a good move. Mm -hmm. I, I was I was pessimist of Dusty at first because I was just kind of thinking like, and I tell myself, it's like, man, this dude's like 100 years old. Like, <laughs> he's going to be trying to play that old school Babe Ruth baseball. But no, he proved me wrong. <laughs> Say, oh, still win against. Oh. Oh, and the team loves him. Yep, okay. Yep. Well, okay. I'm a, I'm a dusty guy now. Okay. So, <laughs> kudos to him. <laughs> oh, no one gets me for age shaming. I'm not age shaming. <laughs> just kind of like, eh. Brad and I thought he needed a, uh, we need like a mask index because sometimes he wears the mask. Yeah. Sometimes he has it off. <laughs> sometimes he has the toothpick out. Like, 
what's going on uh, with like when he has it on it things are going good he takes it off that's a good like, i never noticed that the you game's right. on the yeah. downhill that's a good toothpick point. comes out sometimes i think the toothpick will be feeling real cocky and confident <laughs> but you know you can't you know you gotta be mm -hmm. a gentleman on tv yeah we got this bag, <laughs> but yeah we're going to the world series again and uh oh oh where's the dodgers oh oh they're at home yes <laughs> I was so glad after to see the Dodgers in the World. I, I kind of wanted them in the World Series and a co-worker and I was talking about this. I think I we like, could have beat them. Oh, absolutely. But at the same time, I'm glad they weren't in the World Series because all that trash they talked. Yeah. And you can't even make it back to the World Series, but we did. So, hey. Yeah. And after all the changes that were made after the scandal, okay, you know, they got rid of, you know, certain people in management, this, that, and basically clean house and still on talent, grit, determination, right, all the things right. that make up a good team and characteristics still made it back, so. Yeah, they're un undeniably good. good. <laughs> Absolutely, so, so keep Carlos good. We, you know, try again next year, so, hey. Um, golly, um, what are some of your least favorite things about the sport of bodybuilding? Mm. <laughs> I threw a curveball at you. Yeah, you did. Um, I think one of the things I don't necessarily like is some people don't really treat it as a profession, like don't act professionally. Um, mm. As far as athletes, gotcha, I mean. Okay. And that, you know, boils down to personality. Yeah, We're yeah. all different. We handle situations differently. Mm -hmm. But me as a person that has a professional job, you know, yeah. I know how to act or interact with certain people. And not everybody does that. And it kind of puts a not a good light on, gotcha. on the sport in general. No. Um, but there's, there's not a lot I can say that I don't like about it. I'm sure if you get into the inner workings there's yeah. a whole lot of oh, other yeah, stuff yeah. that you could find I imagine, especially during COVID logistics and yeah. you know maybe putting up with some athletes demands and stuff mm -hmm. and it's just like <laughs> yeah which kind of boils down <laughs> again to professionalism yeah absolutely. um so yeah i would say that's the one thing maybe is you know that um not everybody's out there to be an ambassador for the sport True. and not necessarily like an ambassador for a particular brand or whatever yeah. but just being a good representation of an athlete for your sport, just like professional athletes. You've got some that do charities, never oh, get yeah. in trouble. Then you've got, you know. Some that are always in trouble, right. always up to something. Right, right. <laughs> right. So, you know, they, they don't put a good light on, you know, other players gotcha. or whatever. So. Nah, I, I get that completely. Um, and that's why I was trying, that's one of the reasons why I wanted to start this podcast. And like I was telling a, um, a former guest of mine, it's like, well, you know, I want to put a light on that I don't see, you know, the other, like, I don't consider myself a bodybuilding media outlet. I just like to invite people over and have conversations about damn near anything. Mm -hmm. But when it comes to having female bodybuilders on, regardless of what category, like, I don't see really no one. One other person doing that on a, on a regular basis, and that's um, the guy with uh, Diddy on the spot. Okay. On the show. Yeah. You know, he's always having female mm -hmm. bodybuilders on talking about various things that's like, besides... Him and I don't see it really on a consistent yeah. basis, you know, and 
just to you know put it out there because like, I tell you my uh, my my employees I work with like, they all love you. <laughs> I was like, man, y'all need to come to the show one day or something. It's like. Yeah, maybe one day I might, you know, be like, hey, just just pop up in my store or whatever. <laughs> you know, my female coworkers give me a lot of heat, like just walk in and ask, like, sure. who's, been, who's been bullying Ishmael? <laughs> <laughs> no, we we didn't say nothing bad about him. We, no, we just bombed lunch. It's like <laughs> but um and then another thing too, just with like people's attitudes, like you you never know meeting someone like you might walk out of here now someone you know stop it's like oh you know do you obviously you know dumb because dumb because like do you work out mm-hmm. or what do you do it's like oh i'm a female bodybuilder when straight then you being a good steward of the sport may have just picked up a fan right you know what i mean and then that person would get on social media, like, hey i just met this awesome woman mm-hmm. you know walking out the baron collective you know wow you know this kicks ass you know and then you know and this and like we were saying earlier about, you know, venues, it's about putting more butts in seats, about right, fans, about right. selling merchandise, and um, not so they got the pay-per-view system set up, you know, pay-per-view bonds, mm-hmm. et cetera, yeah. so. Yeah, that's something I always try to remind myself, no matter how tired I am mm-hmm. or don't want to talk to people, if people are talking to me or they yeah. compliment me, you know, there's always a smile, thank you, I appreciate yeah. it, answer their questions, because a lot of people don't know yeah. about the sport or what it takes or why I look the way I look. Yeah. Um, so instead of, you know, saying, leave me alone or something yeah. like that, you know, just be a good steward of the sport. No, yeah. And then you got people out there who may want to, because I, this was years ago. I tried talking blue into getting the body. I was like, I, I can see you as a figure competitor, mm-hmm. you know, and you know, trying to do the bread talking. She's <laughs> like, I'm not training that hard. Ish, but I don't have, I don't have the discipline. Don't, you know, she loves to eat. You know, mm-hmm. like I said, she's doing good with her recovering from her, her surgery and stuff. And she's like, I, she's like the discipline. That those ladies have is on a whole other level. She's like, I, at least she's adult enough woman up to say, "Hey, I don't got what it takes." Versus trying and then snapping off on everybody or something. But you know, I mean, you never know. You might be someone that's interested or has mm-hmm. a friend and it's like, "Hey, you know, I met this dope woman. You know, you might want to give it a try or whatever." Yeah. Yep. Um, and one last question I want to ask here as we mm-hmm. wrap this up. Going back to the um, being a Wings of Strength ambassador, so. How did, just curious, like, did Jake Woods reach out to you? Just like, hey, we want you on the team. Or how, how did that, how I wish. Did he called me personally. <laughs> um, they have an, I guess, open, you know, every year they open it up for people to apply okay. for the ambas- ambassador um, positions. Okay. And there's several of us who earn that spot. So basically it's, you know, based on your resume, I'm sure your social media presence gotcha. pays a lot of it because we are promoting the business yeah. too. Um, so getting in with, you know, Wings of Strength was really important. It was, you know, something that I wanted to do. So I, you know, drafted a letter, sent in my competing resume and, you know, fortunately got accepted this year. That's dope. Okay, great. So I guess we want to know, um, so what is it, so once you're at a show, like, you're just, just like we said a second, just being a good steward, you know, because I remember um, Omaha, mm-hmm. you remember I went to Omaha, you know, you had a booth, y'all just, you know, taking pictures mm-hmm. and on the social media, that's, that sort of thing, yep. and, okay. Yeah. yeah, it's just promoting the show. Um, we usually hang out at the booth and kind of help to sell the merchandise sometimes. Okay. Um, I like that jacket, that red, that red. Oh, and the white red and white. Jacket. That yeah, was like nice. Jacket. That, that was, was a nice dope. surprise. We did not yeah. know we were getting those. Um, they emailed us and asked us for jacket sizes. 
but it's got our name on it. You yeah, know, it's got dope. the wings of strength. So they they treat us well. Yeah, my you know there's a cool front coming in right now. <laughs> but it's kind of crappy. So I think the rest of the week here in Houston, the high is supposed to be like 68, 69. So I had to break that bad boy I know, out. I know. <laughs> Cause I got it, and I—it's got like leather sleeves. I was like, "When am I gonna wear this?" <laughs> it's coming. Oh, it's, turn down it's, the air yeah. conditioner in the house or something. <laughs> right. Oh man. Oh, thank you for um, for coming. I appreciate you. You look phenomenal. Thank you. Um, it's a pleasure. Uh, likewise, uh, give Brad and the doggos my regards. Um, I gotta come over and meet the doggos one day. <laughs> this, I'm, I'm a big kid when it comes to dogs. I'm thinking about getting one myself. I'm leaning towards. Um, a Dalmatian. Okay. But then I, I've been reading a lot online that they, some of them kind of suffer from hip dysplasia, mm. if I pronounce it correctly. Mm -hmm. But then also they have a lot of energy and they really need a yard. And I live in a downtown loft. So it's like, as much as I want yeah. one, am I home enough to really take it out and go to the parks and, you know, really give it all the, you know, let yeah. it, or it's going to just tear my damn loft up. <laughs> You can rent one of ours. <laughs> We've got a variety to choose, large, small. <laughs> Speaking of that, um, oh, what's the one? Brad just posted a picture the other day. Agnes, like she's gotten, that's the brown one, right? So Agnes is light brown. Stella is like a rust Stella, color. Stella, that's yeah. the one I'm thinking of. She's gotten big and she's still like. She's only big. eight months yeah, old. Months, yeah. yeah, she's not even a year. Yeah. How, how big does her breed get up to? Well over 100. Um, her parents were, were pretty big. I'll have to show you a picture of them. They're okay. like massive. So wow. we're hoping she gets pretty big, okay. but not like ridiculous. <laughs> not ridiculous. Was like... They already like to sit on you like they're 50 pounds. So they'll, they'll get in your lap or <laughs> crawl on you. And she's super affectionate. So okay. you go to like pet her and then she's like, yeah. <laughs> Why do I have a hundred pound dog on you? <laughs> just trying to watch the yep. game or come it in is like hard day at work. That's dope. But yeah, feel free to come back anytime. Anytime you want to do a project sure. or whatever, you know, let me know. And if I don't see you now between December, I'll see you at the Olympia. Yeah. Yeah. I'll be there. Uh, yeah. I'll be, if you're on stage, I'll be rooting for you. <laughs> uh, and I, I'll say this right now. If you compete in Olympia, I'll put this on everything. You heard it here first. I will be at the Olympia, sitting, hopefully next to Brad, I'll have on gator gear. Ooh, gator hat, wow, gator shirt, okay. And, and gator socks. All right, let me go train right now. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. And y'all can take pictures too. I'm, I'm, uh, yeah, we, we can take pictures of everything. <laughs> Again, thank you for coming. Hope everybody Thanks, enjoyed this episode. Fun. Um, don't forget to go to theunrestrictedpodcast.com. Get you some merch, support the website, um, follow Asha on social media. I'll put the links in the description. Support women's bodybuilding, support women in sports in general. We got a whole bunch of stuff coming up. And what women's basketball is coming up, well, college basketball is coming up, and then we got softball coming up, and just a plethora of stuff. So make sure you support women in sports. And until next time, take care of yourselves and each other.